This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, everybody. So glad we could be together again today. I understand that the president has uh, required more stringent regulations because of the COVID-19 wave that's coming through South Africa. Uh, And um, most of you are at home. That's fine. And uh, I believe God's going to reach you and touch you right in your home today with a very, very powerful message and an encouraging message. All right, this is the Sword of the Spirit, part five. Part five, our final part in the series. And um, at the end of this message, I'm going to pray for three things. I'm going to pray over the healing and health of all believers. The healing and the health of all believers to be healed. I'm going to pray over the finances of all Christians to release your finances. I'm going to bind the devil from hindering your finances. And then the third thing we're going to do is we're going to pray for South Africa because right now they are trying to outlaw Christianity. And this is a very serious problem. They are trying to outlaw Christianity in South Africa. And you might not be aware of this, but it's actually happening and it's happening now. So we're going to deal with that in the spirit. All right. Could all the fathers stand up, whether you are at church or whether you are at home or wherever you might be, just stand up, please. And the rest of the family, just stretch out your hands towards all the dads in the house. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, great Father in heaven, for all these men who are committed to Christ, who lead by example, who love you, who love their family, and are a great witness for Christ in the earth. It takes men of courage to lead their home, and that's who they are. And we are grateful for them, Father. And today I ask you to especially bless these dads, give them wisdom and strength to carry on and run this race out in front for others to follow. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for giving them courage, strength, good health, and prosperity. In Jesus' name, amen. So, let's start. We are in the body of Christ. We are seated with Christ on the right hand of the Father God in heaven. We are all far above principalities, powers, might, and dominion. If the devil tries to put sickness on your children in your home, get mad at the devil. Say to the devil, I am ruling in my home. You will not rule in this house with your sickness. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, I resist you, Satan. I declare my children are healed in Jesus' name. Take your authority. Ephesians 1, 22. New Living Translation. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made Christ head over all things for the benefit of the church. All right, notice that. God put all things under Christ's authority and made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church. For our benefit, he was placed in all that authority or given all that authority. Jesus is the head over every sickness, over every disease, over every evil. He is Lord over all things. And so when we speak with his authority, all things must obey his authority. It is for our sake that Jesus is the head, so that we, through him, might exercise authority over all things. So that we, through him, might exercise authority over all things. The church is in charge. It was God the Father's idea that the church have this amazing amount of authority in the earth. And he is the one who did it all for us. The Father God has given the church all this authority and put us in absolute in charge of everything. All right, Colossians 2, verse 12. Colossians 2, verse 12 from the New Living Translation. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with Christ you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. So notice that you were dead in your sins. In other words, without God's life in you. Because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Thank God, it says, then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. So when God raised Christ from the dead, he raised us from the dead. That's when he paid for our salvation. God canceled the record that contained the charges against us. The record that contains the charges of our sin was canceled. Canceled. He took it away and destroyed it by nailing it to Christ's cross. So when Christ died, he took our sins and nailed it to the cross. The record. So notice the following. Paul is saying, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that it was God's plan to redeem us. It was God who planned our entire redemption. It was God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. 
It was God the Father raised us from the dead at the same time. That's when he paid for our redemption and salvation. It was God who forgave us our sins by nailing the laws we had broken to the cross, saying, paid in full. It was God the Father who defeated demonic principalities and powers on our behalf. It was God the Father who defeated all our enemies through the resurrection of Christ. He did all of that for us. This is the Father's plan, the Father's idea, that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is in charge on the earth. All the challenges that are going on in our world today, and there are so many problems that exist, all caused by Satan. It's not God's will. Jesus told us about the Lord's Prayer. He said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's God's will that what happens in heaven happens on earth. And when Jesus rules this world for a thousand years, that's going to happen very soon. First the rapture, then the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage feast of the Lamb, all celebrated in heaven by you and me and Jesus. We come back with Christ and then he rules after conquering Satan, the Antichrist, and all our enemies. He rules this planet for a thousand years. The Bible says that Satan will be thrown to the bottomless pit. Now, very interesting. It says that there'll be nothing to hurt or to harm or to destroy during that time. The Bible said that a child can put its hand into a deadly nest of cobras without being hurt. The Bible says a lion will lay down with a lamb and the lion will not eat it. The lion will eat grass. So during that thousand years, when Satan's locked up, there's going to be no hurting, harm, destroying, lies, cheating, hijacking, sickness, nothing like that for 1,000 years when Satan is locked up. Now, family of God, here is the truth. We are in charge now, and we can actually demand all that now because what Christ is going to do in a, for the thousand-year period was paid for on the cross. The life that we're going to live for those thousand years was purchased and paid for at Calvary. Jesus is going to exercise the authority that he won for us. We have the right to do that now. God left us in charge. And if we can unite and exercise this authority, Christ's authority, we can stop Satan in his tracks. And we must. It's up to us. Don't expect the government to solve the world's problems. Any government, they can't do it. This is spiritual. These are demonic forces. They can't do it. 
Don't expect the Air Force, the Navy, the Army, the police force to solve the world's problems. They're caused by demon spirits in the atmosphere. You can't deal with these things with natural weapons. We have got the supernatural weapons of God, the name of Jesus. Now I'm going to share four stories with you today to help us understand how to put this authority into action in a practical way, how it really works. And um, if you have not heard this series, I urge you to go back and listen on demand to part one, part two, part three, part four. There are a whole bunch of stories at the end of each teaching to help us understand how this practically works in everyday life. And uh, even if you have heard it, I want to encourage you to go through it again and again. Get this into your heart. All right. So, more than 30 years ago, my brother Henry was the pastor of a church in Valcom. And uh, he was asked to come and pray for somebody in the insane asylum um, who was demon-possessed. And uh, when he went into the cell, the demon immediately spoke to him and said to him, I know who you are, and, uh, and I was cast out of somebody by your brother Theo, and now I'm in this person, and I'm staying. I'm not coming out. <laughs> well, Henry cast him out, and then he called me that night, shocked at what that demon had told him, and that I had cast him out of somebody else, and now he came and entered this person, and he thought this was a place he was going to hang out for good, but it didn't work out for him. So we see that we can change the natural by dealing with the spiritual, and that's what happened here. That demon came out, and the person was released from the insane asylum. In 1994, we had just completed building our home in Bedford View. And um, about two o'clock in the morning, I woke up on Sunday morning, and, uh, which was my normal routine at that time in 1996, uh, 1994-96. And um, I uh, prayed and then went over my message and got ready for church. But this particular Sunday morning, uh, a burden of sadness and grief, loneliness, loss, great loss, entered my heart while I was praying in my study. And uh, I know the Holy Spirit well enough to say, to recognize that he's calling me to intercede for someone. And so I said to him, according to Romans 8.26, dear Holy Spirit, you make intercession for us in accordance with the will of God. 
And so I'm going to yield to you now to pray this burden out. Uh, and I said, I thank you for your anointing to pray. And I sense in my heart, it's somebody very close to me, it may even be my family, and that's all I sensed at that time. And so I prayed with this burden from 2.30, I was supposed to get ready now to go to church, and this burden persisted. So I carried on to the very last minute praying. And I sensed this heaviness begin to lift. And I sensed peace come. I went and got showered and dressed, went off to church in a hurry. And uh, while I was preaching, I was aware that I would like to have prayed just a little more, but that I had conquered this problem. I sensed that. And uh, after church was over, I told the congregation what had happened. I just said, look, this has got nothing to do with my message, but this is what happened to me this morning. And I said, I believe we need to stand up and pray and bind the devil because he's obviously planning to hurt somebody here close to us, important to us. Let's bind him. So I bound Satan over all of us and prevented him from, from injuring or hurting anybody in the name of Jesus. Then Pastor Bev got in her car with Candace and went home. A few minutes later, Natalie got into my car and we went home. Now, we had just finished building our home. Two years before this, the construction started. And at this point in time, the house was finished, but there were a few odds and ends that still had to be tweaked, like the security gate had to get erected. And um, so this company that was putting up the security gate, which was about seven feet high and about 19 feet wide or long, so that would be uh, about, uh, let's see, about six meters long and about two meters high. And it was made from steel the whole gate was made from steel and steel slats going all the way across. There was no wood in this gate. I'm estimating the gate to be three, 400 kilograms in weight. Uh, it took at least six men to carry it. And uh, six strong men to carry that gate. But anyway, um, so we did not know this, but these people that were erecting this gate had not secured it. So it was hanging from the, um, from the structure, and it rolled beautifully on that structure. But those wheels, those steel wheels, were not fixed there so they couldn't come off. And we did not know that the gate could fall off at any second because of that. So Pastor Bear pulled up the driveway, and we had a brick paving driveway. She pulled up the driveway, and uh, Candace got out the car, went up the gate, opened the gate, went in, 
behind the gate. Now she's facing Pastor Bev and she starts walking with the gate to open it. Okay? When all of a sudden this huge steel gate falls off its uh, whatever it's hanging on and on top of Candace. And she's obviously squashed on the concrete brick paving. And uh, so Pastor Bev gets out of her car, runs up to the gate, and with one hand picks up the gate. The other hand reaches in, grabs Candace, pulls her out, and drops the gate. Now think about that. Well, anyway, firstly, so Candace is sitting on the side, crying on the side of the gate, crying. And uh, Pastor Bev examines her, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with her, except that she's in a state of shock, and, um, which is a total miracle. And um, so I drive up behind Pastor Bev, get out the car, run up to where they are, and we examine Candace, and she's fine. And there's nothing wrong with her. So uh, we went inside the house, and a little while later, Candace is singing and dancing like nothing ever happened. Now think about this. Here is a gate that takes six men to carry, and Pastor Bev lifts it up with one hand and pulls Candace out, number one. Number two, that gate should have absolutely crushed Candace, but it didn't. We don't understand what happened. Why? But I can tell you this. If the Spirit of God had not led me to pray all those hours and then led me to bind Satan, I'm confident that Candace would not be with us today. So we changed Satan's plan. We changed the natural circumstances by dealing with the problem in the realm of the Spirit talking to demons and praying in the Spirit, praying in our heavenly prayer language. So I want to encourage you to get full of the Holy Spirit and learn how to do that. So remember, you can change the circumstances by dealing with the spiritual realm. Even if it's something to happen in the future, God can tell you. John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Say this with me. I can change the natural by dealing with the realm of the spirit and using my spiritual authority, which is the name of Jesus. Well done. On Monday, the 22nd of October, 2007, the phone rang at 6 a.m. in the morning. Pastor Bev answered the phone. It was my sister Ingrid, who lives in San Diego, California. She was frantic, she was panicking, and she was crying on the phone. Her friend's house was on fire, and the whole of California seemed to be on fire. And there was a hurricane wind of 65 miles an hour, which is about 100 uh, kilometers an hour. And um, 
the flames were traveling one and a half kilometers every 10 minutes. The fires were engulfing everything in its path. And um, millions of people had to evacuate their houses because of these flames. 30-foot trees, that's like 10 meters high, 10-meter-high trees in Ingrid's neighborhood were just engulfed in flames, and the combustion was so strong that flames were shooting up into the air like 20 to 25 meters high. The resultant combustion was throwing balls of fire into the air, and they were landing 30 meters away and starting new fires. So these are balls of fire flying through the air and sitting on additional fires 30 meters away. And Ingrid's house was a few minutes away from being totally engulfed in the flames. And uh, obviously she was phoning, panicking, and worried about this. And uh, so the first thing I did was, I, um, I quoted Matthew 18, verse 18. Assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I said that to Ingrid. Then I said, John 14, 14, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now that word ask in the Greek is actually command in the root Greek, as we've discussed before. So I said, Ingrid, if you'll agree with me, I'll pray. And uh, Pastor Bev will agree with me. And if you two will agree, I'll command Satan and these fires not to hurt your house. So I prayed. I bound Satan and I command him to leave Ingrid's houses. She had two houses in that neighborhood and not hurt them. And uh, I put the phone down, and I said to Pastor Bev, I said, you know, I knew I could pray with authority and take authority over that situation because Ingrid and her husband are tithers, are tithers. And I said, if they were not tithers, I would not have been able to pray with such boldness and confidence and exercise the authority of Christ in that situation. So we took the authority, commanded Satan and demons, and uh, commanded to leave the house alone. Now, unbeknowing to Ingrid, when I took authority and bound the devil from destroying her home, a firefighter was dispatched a firefighter was dispatched from another neighborhood, from another neighborhood, and came all the way to Ingrid's neighborhood with his fire truck. And uh, why he did that, we don't know. In the natural, that should not have happened. And uh, his truck was full of water, 
and driving up and down the streets, he saw a swimming pool with a sign outside that said that his, this firefighter's father, who owned a swimming pool company, built that swimming pool. So he called his dad and he said, Dad, did you build a swimming pool at 3547 Avenida Amorosa Road? Did you build a swimming pool at this house? And his dad looked quickly, looked up and said, yes, I did. And the fireman said, well, we're going to save this house from the fire. And he took his fire engine and he saturated the whole house with water and the property around, the fence, everything. He just drenched the house, the fencing, the property with water. And the result was, now think about this, in the midst of the worst disaster in California, where a billion, one billion, that's a, that is a lot of money, a billion dollars worth of property damage occurred. And one million people had to evacuate their homes. One million people had to evacuate their homes. And yet, both of Ingrid's houses were spared, not harmed. Houses up and down the street where she lived, on both sides, were gone. And her house stood. That is not an accident. That is not an accident. That happened because we prayed. We took authority in the spiritual realm and dealt with the demonic spirits in the atmosphere around us and changed the circumstances on the ground. You see, family of God, the devil is the one that causes the problems that we deal with in life. But we have been given authority to stop him. Unfortunately, Christians don't realize that the devil is so active and they think it's just a, a fluke accident. It's not. Deal with these demons. Stop them. Use your authority. Dr. Andre of CFC Johannesburg tells a story of an old school friend who would come by and visit them from time to time. And he have him stay with him in his house. And this man had recently been to Zimbabwe, sorry, Zambia, on a business trip. And uh, he brought back with him two mosques carved out of wood. And uh, one was for the lady, one was for the man. And um, so he gave these as a gift to Dr. Andre, one for him and one for Pastor Christine. And uh, when he received this, he sensed in his heart that there are demonic spirits attached to these mosques. 
And uh, so he decided to take them outside and leave them on his veranda and not bring them into the house. And those mosques were actually dedicated to a woman who then died from ovarian cancer. And now I don't know how he got a hold of these because the woman is now dead. So they gave these mosques to this woman. She died from ovarian cancer after receiving them. And now he's got them and he gave them to Dr. Andre. And he didn't realize what's going on. He didn't realize the, uh, the implications. So um, then Pastor Christine and Dr. Andre's daughters began to suffer from stomach ache and pain. And uh, they suffered tremendously. And they, uh, he, he did everything he could to help them. And nothing worked. Took them to doctors. Nothing worked. They were in terrible pain. So they were scheduled to go away for seven days to the beach on vacation. And the family went. And while they were down there, these, the, the Pastor Christian, the two daughters, had no problems at all. And as soon as they got back, got back in the house, immediately they started having these terrible, terrible pains in their stomach. At 12.30 in the early hours of the morning, Dr. Andre woke up suddenly with Pastor Christine screaming in agony in the bed next to him and holding on to her stomach. And as Dr. Andre woke up, the Spirit of God spoke to him and said to him, demons are attacking your family because of those moths on your veranda, and then told him that they were given to somebody, a woman, who died from ovarian cancer, and these demons now are attacking your wife and daughters. So he took those moths, got out of bed, went straight to the mosque on the veranda, took them, broke them, and took them off of his property and threw them in the trash. When he got back inside the house to come and attend to Pastor Christine, he found her fast asleep and the girls, and the next day and after that, they had no more stomach problems. So we learn from that story that we can control the natural by dealing with the spiritual, by dealing with the demonic forces in the spiritual atmosphere around us. And also, we learn that we must not entertain demonic trinkets and bring them into our house. I know people have tattoos today, and um, I personally would not have any tattoos. But some folks tattoo Jesus loves you on their body. I can't see that doing any harm at all. But whether that is something that the Bible allows, I, I, I just don't think it is. Even if they do, they do put Jesus loves you on, on their shoulder. But anyway, people unfortunately are tattooing all sorts of demonic symbols nowadays on their body 
That is so dangerous. You'll find people that do that, their lives go downhill from there. And certain music, acid rock, they use the lyrics that call up incantations, that call up demons at Satan meetings, at COVID, Satan, Satan meetings where the hexagram is drawn and they call up demons into the room. And they take those words and put them into songs as lyrics and then they sing them and young people get demons into their home and they get these demons into their life, into their body and their mind. And they behave stupid, they become crazy and they do all sorts of weird stuff. Be careful of that. Certain of these computer games that have demonic tones to them, don't let your kids play with them, with those, with those things. It invites demons into their life, into your home. And you know when you get on the devil's playground, you can't cast him out. If you're butting up with him, he's not going to leave. All right, get rid of those things, and then you remain in charge and command him to go, and he will. Now, today, before we close, there's three things I want to pray about. One, I want to bind Satan over Christians who try and he's hurting Christians uh, with sickness, COVID-19. We're going to take authority over that. And then we're going to pray over your finances. I'm going to bind Satan, release your finances to flow into your hands. And then thirdly, we're going to pray for South Africa, as I said. All right? So fine. Just let your heart agree with me as I pray. Just let your heart agree. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, we come together to pray for all those who have been attacked by any kind of sickness or disease, whether COVID-19 or whatever it might be. We take authority over these demonic spirits that are trying to hurt your children. And I bind you, Satan. You release God's children in the name of Jesus. You release them, and I declare the healing power of God flows into their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now that, just say, lift your hands and say, thank God that's me, I received that for me and my family. All right, now the next thing I want to pray about is your finances. Again, let your heart agree. Any two agree, it shall be done. All right. Father God, I come to pray for all your children for their finances, especially for their finances at this time. I sense the need to do that. And I command you, Satan, you take your hands off the finances of every child of God, of every child of God that says Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Satan, you release their finances in the name of Jesus, I declare every demon spirit is bound over their finances. And I declare, I declare finances are flowing into the hands of your children in Jesus' name. Praise God. All right. So now I want to pray over South Africa. As I said, they're trying to pass a law now 
to absolutely outlaw Christianity. Pastors of churches all over South Africa are actually talking about this. Church pastors, they intend to close churches down everywhere and lock Christians up in jail for um, violating these new laws that they're trying to introduce. We've got to stand against this in the spirit realm and we've got to vote against it in the physical realm. All right. So, I'm going to pray this prayer. It's up on the screen. I'd like you to say it with me if you don't mind. So let's, let's pray. Father, according to Hebrews 4.16, we come boldly before your throne of grace. And according to Ephesians 3.12, we are assured of a glad welcome. We thank you for the legal right you have given us to use the authority of Christ in the earth by speaking the name of Jesus. You told us in Matthew 18, verse 18, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose or authorize on earth will be loosed or authorized from heaven. Lord Jesus, you told us in John 14, verse 13, whatever we command in your name, you will do it to bring glory to the Father God. We take authority over the demon spirits in South Africa that are trying to outlaw Christianity. We command you, Satan and demons, to stop with your evil plans. You will not work through your evil children against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ with these evil plans. We bind you with the authority of Jesus Christ, the scripture says in Matthew 18, 19, if any two agree on earth, it shall be done for them or for us by the Father in heaven. I declare this in faith, in unity with all my brothers and sisters in Christ across South Africa and around the world. Therefore, it is done. Therefore, we rejoice together 
in the victory Christ paid for. Praise God. Praise God. Let's lift our hands wherever you may be and just thank him for freedom to preach the gospel and enjoy our Christianity and freedom. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that the gospel shall be remain free and that the church is in charge and we have bound the devil. Therefore, we will stay free in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Father. We worship you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Praise God. Well, it has been such a great privilege to share this series with you. I want to encourage you, as I said, to go back and listen to the whole thing again. And um, walk in your authority. And write a petition in your own handwriting and oppose this bill. Every head bowed, every eye closed. How many would say, Apostle Thea, I want to be sure I'll go to heaven. I'm not sure where I'm going when I die. All right, say this prayer with me. Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross for me. I accept him as my savior. I thank you for cleansing me from my sins. I declare Jesus is my Lord and I'll live for him with all my heart. Praise God I'm saved. If you said that prayer, stay faithful to Jesus and we'll see you in heaven. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. We love you for me and Pastor Bev. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 